0: Hello, everybody. This is Gerald Salenti, and it's Wednesday, November 22nd, 2023, day before Thanksgiving, and we have with us a man of men, a true treasure, as I say it, to the people of the United States, because his heart and soul, he's a real patriot in the sense that he believes in two things that are not no one is allowed to believe in anymore or respect the Bill of Rights in the Constitution. Two things have been robbed from us. And it's Judge Andrew Napolitano, Mike Paisano. Thanks for being here today. Uh, it's a pleasure
1: for the generous introduction, uh, as always.
0: Yeah. I'm
1: not so sure it's a happy time, but it's nice to take a four day break. From the world and be with friends and family and food and football or whatever else uh, entertainment uh, uh, you enjoy, and put aside all the uh, conflict and war and death and uh, and misery. But it's still out there.
0: Yep. And again, it's it's Thanksgiving weekend, and and of course uh, you have an article here that um, an unhappy Thanksgiving. And you know, just quickly. You know, you're a blessed man. Your mom is 99 years old, and you still spend that time with your family. Oh, God, it's going to kill me.
1: She's 98, but this is her 99th Thanksgiving. When I tell her that, she wants to wring my neck. Why are you making me older than I am? Come on. (laughs) You're at your age. It's a badge of courage. When I tell people you're 98, their eyes light up. Yeah. (laughs) Especially Italians. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And 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 those Thanksgivings they used to begin like about one thirty in the afternoon. All the families used to go. All the aunts and uncles and cousins came over, and we'd start with an antipasto. Then they'd have either like lasagna, and then we'd go out and play. And then about five o'clock, they'd have the turkey and the and the and the and the, uh, the sweet potatoes. They do the typical American thing after you had the lasagna and everything. And those are so, the old uh, days. my uh,
1: one of my sisters in law who is a great cook and has great feasts, does a Norman Rockwell Thanksgiving, even though everybody there is Italian, no Italian food, no pasta, no <laughs> tomato. <laughs> as American as apple pie. <laughs> it's a very happy day.
0: Yeah. And those are those were the days Boy, I'll never forget when the, you know, my mother was the oldest. May she rest in peace. So all the, used to come over our house, about 25 people. And it was always fun and laughter and, A celebration of the American spirit. Right. And that's so gone now. And your article really says it. Unhappy and unhappy Thanksgiving. Government requires make believe. Make believe that the king is divine. Make believe that he can do no wrong or make believe that the voice of the people is the voice of God. Make believe that the people have a voice or make believe that the representatives of the people are the people make believe that governors are the servants of the people make believe that all men are created equal or make believe that they are not. And that's by Edmund S. Morgan. And he was around from 1916 to 2013. So the cat made it a pretty long time.
1: Yeah. He was, uh, a uh, liberal uh, uh, Democrat at Yale, but uh, a great uh, un- person who understood wonderfully the negative role of, uh, of government in our lives. So my piece this week is all questions. What if, what if, what if? Uh, what if the government thinks that it is the source of our rights? What if the government is not two parties? What if the adversity between Republicans and Democrats is just a facade? What if there's just one big... Party. What if it's the welfare, warfare, uh, deep state, emergency state, uh, live in debt, we can right any wrong, we can regulate any behavior, we can tax any event party? The answer to all that is yes, yes, and yes, that's what we have. Uh, The Constitution is not abided by. The government thinks it can do uh, whatever it wants. Uh, What if, this is Gerald uh, Salenti line, When all else fails, uh, they take you to war. Uh, What if we are preparing to fight wars in Ukraine so that the president isn't humiliated before he has to run for election? What if there is a regional war? There you go. What if there's a regional war in the Middle East uh, because of the uh, Israeli ethnic cleansing in uh, Gaza? Uh, And what if they ask the United States for help? What if Joe Biden sends troops there without asking for a congressional declaration of war? What if he gets a congressional declaration of war, which would be illegal because we have signed uh, treaties saying that we can't declare war on another country unless that other country poses an imminent threat to us or to uh, another country with which we have a treaty and we don't have a treaty with Israel. So all of this stuff, these what ifs, what ifs, what ifs. I want the American people to think about during this long, generally happy, usually restful and peaceful, family-oriented weekend.
0: It's so sad, you know, that uh, I'm telling you, I'm heartbroken what's going on. This mass murder of of Palestinians and under the line that we're doing this to get Hamas. I mean, who are you talking to? Am I six years old? You're bombing the place into destruction. So, I mean, you're a cat that grew up in Jersey City. If there was Hamas in Jersey City and they bombed all of Jersey City, what well, what does that have to do with getting Hamas? I mean, what what is this? I mean, and then they keep repeating this stuff over and over and over and over again. And and as though it's you're slaughtering all these innocent people in front of everybody's eyes. And, I'm, and, I'm, I'm,
1: and when people say what you and I are saying. Uh, They often suffer for it. There's a congressman from New York, Italian, American, conservative, Republican, who's about to introduce legislation that wants to make it a crime to say, a crime to say from the river to the sea. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. uh, I'm not kidding you. He wants Uh, to make it a crime. Correct. Correct. He, He believes that the government can decide what we can say and what we can hear. He has thumbed his nose. I don't care if he's Italian, American, conservative, Republican, Catholic. I don't care what he is. He has thumbed his nose in the face of all those boys that gave their lives so that Nazism wouldn't spread in Europe and wouldn't come here because he is not a patriot. A patriot says, I disagree with what you say, but will defend to the death your right to say it. This version of nationalism patriotism is, you better say what we want to hear, otherwise we'll criminalize it. That is just outrageous.
0: I don't know where this is going to go, but this is what he's talking about. Again, you have the first line when you're creating by this uh, Mr. Morgan. Make believe that the people have a voice or make believe that the representatives of the people are the people.
1: Well, the representatives of the people are not the people. No. The representatives of the people just want to stay in power. I don't know what this congressman honestly believes, but he must have a constituency that he thinks will vote for him if he does this because the constituency doesn't want to hear language that challenges their views. I don't care if it's hate speech. I don't care if it's speech that encourages violence. Both species of speech are protected. You want to know who is uttering hate speech because the remedy for hate speech is not silence because they're going to say it anyway, the remedy for hate speech is more speech. Challenge the speech if you think it's hateful. Give your version if you think they're giving a version that's unacceptable to you. But to silence them? That's about as un-American as anything that's imaginable. This guy took an oath to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution, which includes the First Amendment.
0: You know, Fairness and Accuracy in reporting, fair just put out an article about all the money that the congressmen and the, the senators get from the Israeli, uh, donation. Yep. It's, 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 it's off the charts. And by the way, uh, they closed down our uh, trends journal site because of my hate speech. What, what speech did you articulate that was so hateful that YouTube had to shut you down? Well, I mentioned that, um, well, there's an article that just came out. It was a headline news. Um, More than 10,000 civilians killed in Ukraine since Russia invasion, UN says. And I said, well, it's only 10,000 in 21 months. Israel has killed over 13,000 civilians in just a month and a half. So I said, the Russians better step it up. You know, if they want to get equal over there. They well, I, you.
1: Obviously, you were you were speaking with uh, sarcasm,
0: which is oh, absolutely, absolutely protected
1: protected speech. But your statistics were correct.
0: Yeah. And again, you know, I'm a man that wants occupied occupy peace. Right. So it's not like I was saying. Kill right. more of, course, peace. of
1: course, of course, of course. Yeah, they should know who, they should know who you are and what your uh, pedigree is. And sarcasm is often an effective weapon and nobody makes it uses it as effectively as Gerald Salenti. But uh, look, we've all we've all been punished by uh, by these people. Uh, You'll be back. You know, it's a quiet, long weekend anyway.
0: Yeah, But I'm just saying how how this is what you is exactly what you're writing about. Yeah, it's exactly what you're writing about. Now, again, if they came to me, a man to man and said this to me, I would use the proper language. It's the proper situational language. When you're in a fight, don't <laughs> f with me. Right. <laughs> oh no, you're still in kindergarten. Don't do that. You know we are at a very crucial time, Judge. And again, we need somebody. And I know that you know it's it. Th- there's a great line by um, uh, President, former President, of former uh, long gone Dwight D. Eisenhower. He said that any man, anybody could look this up, any man seeking the office of president is either an egomaniac or crazy. <laughs> I don't think he was either, but I, I understand why he said no, that. No, because he, was, he didn't seek it. Remember, he was the president of Columbia University. Correct. And they, they pushed him into running. Both parties went to him, and he felt more comfortable with the uh, Republicans in, in 1952. And when you look at the people that are running... It's, it's egomaniacal right in front of everybody's eyes.
1: Yes. Yes. Or, or,
0: or it's mental
1: incompetence. And as in the case of uh, the, the president, Joe Biden.
0: Yeah. And, and so we really need somebody to, to come out and, and as a, as a representative of the people to change the course of this country, because this is the end of the Roman empire And of course, we never got as high as the Roman Empire, but we're declining as quickly as possible. You Um,
1: know, it's funny you say it's the end of the Roman Empire because nobody in, in recent years has used the phrase, we are the indispensable nation, as much as Joe Biden. And nobody has been president in an era which manifests so indisputably that we are not the indispensable nation that, in fact, our 903 nine hundred and three, military installations around the world have not brought democracy or peace. They have brought death, violence, and debt because we don't have the money to fund them, so we borrow the money. We often borrow it from the Chinese, and then we print cash to pay the interest on the money we borrowed. People listening to us are familiar with, uh, with all of that. But Joe Biden... As recently as Sunday, last Sunday, in an op-ed in the Washington Post, yet again said, we are the indispensable nation. Indispensable for what, Mr. President? You know how I, I, I wish I could be at one of his press conferences and they'd give me one question and two follow-ups with him. But nobody's going to let me in there. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Again, you know how I feel. I want you to be president, but I can understand certainly that, you know, why get involved in this thing. You know, here's another article, by the way. <clears throat> this came out. European nations join Myanmar genocide case. Why not call what Israel is doing genocide? Why isn't the UN doing that? Here's the article. So, I mean...
1: Well, the reason the U.N. won't do it is because the United States keeps vetoing it. You know, the U.N. has has tools to abate this slaughter, but it requires uh, a unanimous vote of the permanent members of the Security Council, and the U.S. Uh, is one of them. But we are not alone. Professor Jeffrey Sachs is a liberal, a Democrat, and a world-renowned Uh, economist and understander of geopolitics, has called the genocide of of Columbia University. Professor John Mearsheimer, West Point undergraduate, uh, now a a world renowned professor of political theory at University of Chicago. He's called it genocide and ethnic uh, cleansing. These are not uh, political statements being made. These are moral observations. The definition and, of genocide. And, and and yesterday, Admiral Kirby, the spokesperson for the National Security Council, really the spokesperson for Joe Biden, had to address um, somebody who spray painted graffiti. I'm not in favor of spray painting graffiti. I condemn it. But this person spray painted on a on a pillar outside the White House, not the actual White House, but in the fence surrounding it. Genocide, Joe. <laughs> Now, you remember the Vietnam days. I don't even remember anything that horrific about LBJ. They chanted, hey, hey, LBJ, how many kids did you kill today? And he hated it. It drove him crazy, drove him from seeking a re-election uh, in 68. But genocide, I don't remember it then. Now, even a month ago, oh, don't say that word. Now it's commonplace, Gerald. It's so yeah. obvious it's commonplace to call this uh, genocide.
0: Well, oh, you're condemning. No, no, you're I'm not condemning Israel. the
1: Jewish people. I am condemning the government of Benjamin Netanyahu, which is which wants to rid Gaza and the West Bank of everybody because they are Palestinians. Hey, Bibi, do you believe that all men are
0: created equal? How can he answer that, Gerald? No, because they, they are the chosen people. <laughs> That's not my language. That's the language that they use. Correct. Language from from of the president of uh, uh, Israel, uh, Isaac Herzog, God gave us this land. Right. So right. there, you know, going here's the definition of genocide, by the way. And and the United States refuses to call it genocide. And look at all the people that, that they're blacklisting for calling it genocide or coming out for what the, against what Israel is doing. Genocide. The deliberate killing of a large number of people from a particular nation or ethnic group, with the aim of destroying that nation or group. That's the definition. Now, again, in your Trends Journal that just came out yesterday, and why? Wait, here's the cover. Did you see the? How do you like the cover? Now, why? Well,
1: you're gonna have to explain it to me. Does he wear a piece? Is he really bald?
0: Yeah, he. That's the way he combs his hair over the, the one on the left. Oh, I see. Yeah, stupid. If I saw
1: was... just that picture on the right, the bald one without yeah, his name, I don't think I would know who it
0: was. That's who it really is. He combs his hair over. But anyway, right. so this is the guy. This is the. These are the comments in your trends journal from uh, um, some of the people in Israel. Omer, war must go on in Gaza. And a top Israeli politician, quote, burn Gaza now, nothing less. Wow. So it's genocide. It's pure genocide. But you're not allowed to call it that because you get, it's hate speech. (laughs) If you say that, you know, they'll do anything that they want. We're being black. I
1: I admit, that I hate evil, that I hate violence, and that I hate
0: war. Me too. And this is terrible what's going on. And now what do you th- what do you think is going to happen with this ceasefire now? What do you think is it going to follow it?
1: More war and more uh bloodshed because the determination of the Israeli <laughs> cabinet. Get the get rid of the uh, Palestinians either by killing them or or terrifying them so they leave. Take over Gaza, save the hostages in that order. That's their determination.
0: You know, um, Scott Ritter, our friend, did an article that's on. what is it UNZ? The um, that site, which Phil Giraldi puts his articles up there as well. About what really happened on October seventh, and how Israeli helicopters killed a lot of those people in, um, that were at that concert there and how they also blew up people in the kibbutz over there, Correct. The Israelis did it, and not the Hamas, although the Hamas committed atrocities as well. but right. so so too did Israel in in a sense. is that what what do you find about that? Very few people are discussing
1: it. you, geraldi Ritter, uh, McGregor, and I are about the only ones that are that I know of Max Blumenthal, of Max course
0: Blumenthal, yeah
1: yeah, uh, are are discussing this. Uh, how did that slaughter go on for seven hours? Seven hours before the Israeli troops even showed up and uh, and fought back? I mean, were they literally asleep at the switch? Did BB not know what was going on? I think he's in really hot water once the war is over and therefore and he knows it and therefore he has an incentive to keep the war going on and on and on and on. Oh. And, the, and his cabinet keeps changing their mind. First, he said, we're going to protect the people of Gaza, but we're going to be their police force. Then he realized, no, 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 we don't want that. We want them out of uh, Gaza. We want Gaza for ourselves. We want the beaches. We want the natural gas that's uh,
0: under the sea. Uh, this is all so sad, and the worst part to me, besides the slaughter of innocent people, is that World War III is going to continue to escalate. Yes. And if we don't st- have peace on Earth, it's going to be hell on Earth. Yes. So, Judge, thank you very much for what you do, and all and everybody, you got to go to the Judge's channel. It, it's it's amazing the people that he has on. And I don't know how you do it. So you have... You're working so hard to, to uh, bring great guests on that say things that you can't find most anywhere else. And you go to Judging Freedom, and uh, you really hear about what in the world is going on and what we have to do to help stop it. Judge, thanks for being on. and Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving.
1: Oh, Happy Thanksgiving to you and to all your uh, wonderful viewers and listeners. Thank you, my friend. Ciao, ciao.